Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, welcome in. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for Choosing It Not Rivalry to listen to another segment here. With me today is a special guest by the name of Laura Brown. And Laura Brown is definitely multifaceted and multidimensional, similar to myself. But today her and I are going to spend time talking about how to get a raise at work and four words that you can use to get you that higher starting salary. But before we jump into that, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who Laura is. Laura Brown is a corporate trainer, author, speaker, and certified business coach with more than 20 years of experience in global human resources and management development. She has trained and coached female leaders from Fortune 100 companies. She's written for Forbes and has been quoted as a business expert in major publications, including Cosmopolitan, Family Circle Magazine, and USA Weekend. Laura is the author of 10 books, including Increase Your Income, Seven Rules for Women Who Want to Make More Money at Work, and A Salary Cinderella Story, or How to Make More Money Without a Fairy Godmother. (laughs) She now helps women to be more confident, more successful, and make more money through online training programs, which are located at www.careertipsforwomen.com. So without further ado, let's bring on the woman behind it all, Laura Brown. Thank you so much. I am delighted to be here today. Thank you so much, Laura, for just coming into the community and just sharing your expertise, as well as holding space with myself and the audience. So we're going to jump into the connection part of the segment first, which is the fun part of the segment. So there's two options you can choose from, Laura. We could either do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. Emphasis. Let's, let's go on the, the, the quick. I know it's quick. Let's go for the 10 questions. I'm a little nervous, but let's do it. Here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Laura and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one, favorite color? Pink, bright pink. Question two, what made you get involved in global human resource? I actually just fell into it. I looked at a job that said, if you like people, come to this job. And that's how I started. Question three, favorite candy? M&M's. Question four, what was the hardest thing when you decided to become an author? (laughs) to, to, uh, because I would write a lot and to actually get rid of some things that I wrote that were, that it was too much. So to delete things that were too much. Question five, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person past or present, who would it be and why? (laughs) Um, I want to have fun. I want to have lunch or dinner with Mel Brooks because I loved his old movies and I just, I just want to hear stories. So I don't know if we would eat that much, but we'd laugh a lot. Question six, 
Whenever you embarked on this journey of helping women gain their confidence and take ownership of asking for the money that they deserve, what is the most resistant comment you have been given? The most resistant comment? Oh, well, I, I can't do, oh, actually I had one that said, that will never work for me. And I, I looked into, because I tried it already and she told me why, and I realized that she actually didn't ask for a raise. She just sort of hinted. Hmm. Question seven, what is one word to describe you? Positive. Question eight, if you could recreate or relive any significant moment in your life, what would it be? Okay, so this is going to be funny. I was just talking about this. So my daughter who's in college, the best day of my life was the day she was born. And while we don't normally think about that, yes, the day she was born, I'd relive that. Question nine, what is one quote or mantra that picks you up when you're having a day that may be not so great? <laughs> um, uh, a quote, um, do something every day that your future self would be happy, would thank you for. And question 10, it's our pass or play question. If you pass, this is where you ask me a question. If you play, I ask you one last question. So do you want to pass or play? I want to pass. I want to ask you a question. Okay. What's your question? Okay. So what's something that you've really wanted to do for a long time, but haven't done yet? Ooh. Okay. So hands down, I actually went to acting school before I went to real college. So I went to the Neil Hamill agency and I got selected for IMTA LA, which is International Model Talent Agency. And one of my goals was to do a film with Tyler Perry, because I just <gasps> love like his storylines. But my mother is very conservative and she's Caribbean. And my dad was from Curaçao. So the ABC Islands right off the tip of Venezuela. So he paid for it for me because my dad was always my biggest supporter. So that is one thing I would love to do is just link arms with Tyler Perry, do a movie or even turn my, my own book into a movie and just have people, you know, walk out like my life story that I put in the book, like from spending seven and a half years working for a big fortune 500 oil and gas company. Wow. Oh, so it just hasn't happened yet. That's what you're telling me. Yes. So with NLP, which is what I've been learning about and the law of attraction and manifestation, Tyler Perry, if you're out there listening, Genesis Amaris Kemp is ready to collaborate with you. I love that. Okay. I will be first in line to watch that movie when it comes out. So thank you, Laura, for playing rapid fire. Audience, that concludes the connection part of the segment. Now we're going to jump into the part that Laura helps people with. How to claim and state your worth and how to make sure not only are you stating your worth, but you're also holding them accountable so you can get paid what you're worth and what you deserve. So Laura, let's talk about how you got involved in this area and <laughs> The reason why I want to talk about how you got involved, because without knowing the foundation, people will not appreciate where you are today. So give us a quick overview. I appreciate that. So years and years ago, I was early in my career and I wanted a raise. So I went in and I, and I got prepared. I you know did some research. I went in and I asked my boss and he shut me down immediately. I mean, there was no discussion. And I was, 
I don't even remember the rest of the meeting. I was devastated. And I went home and thought, I can't even go back to work. I'm just going to quit. This is horrible. But fortunately, I talked to my friend and she said, well, why didn't you get the raise? And I said, I don't know. He just said no. I realized I had to go back in. So the next day I went back in. And by the way, I'm still friends with him. He's a, he's a great guy. And I said, um, why? And I talked a little bit more, but you know, why didn't I get a raise? And he said, oh, you'll get a great raise when it's raise time. It's not raise time yet. And that was the first time I realized in my corporate career that there was a specific time in that company that I got raises and it really wasn't raise time. Now, then I asked a question, which I, I'm really glad I did. I said, well, what do I need to do to get the best raise possible when it is raise time? And so we talked about that. And so I started talking to my friends about it and started realizing, oh, everybody else has a problem with this too. I started researching, doing things. I then went to work at a company called Women Unlimited for years where I, where I helped women. I kept researching. So fast forward to today, women are still struggling with, is it okay for me to even ask? For a raise, isn't my boss going to get upset at me? I mean, it's 2022, so yeah. So it's it's a, a passion for me because I went through it myself. Thank you for sharing that. And why do you think that women, in general, are struggling with asking this question? Whenever we know, based on society, that women are already being underpaid and undervalued mm -hmm. in comparison to a male, and you're doing the same amount of work or maybe even more. Yeah, and it's interesting because there's a whole bunch of different reasons why, but some of it is we're taught, and, and I'm gonna make some big generalizations here. We're taught that it's not nice to talk about money. So just to even bring up the subject, like we should just be happy with the money that we're, we're getting. In addition, it's, and again, for some people, it's not nice to stand up and really ask for what you want. Most women are, are taught hint or suggest or hope because your boss will take care of you. Well, that's not true. Um, so there are, there are all sorts of reasons why. And then there's the other part that I started mentioning that the fear that our boss will be mad at me. You know, if I say, you know, I want more money, then my boss is gonna be mad. And I can tell you right now, bosses would much rather have you ask for a raise and try and work it out then decide you're going to quit because it's easier to quit because that's what women have told me because I've had to have you know managers in my office because I was in human resources for years and managers would run into my office and say oh my gosh my best employee is quitting give her more money what can you do so managers would rather that you talk about it in a good non-emotional way and that's really what I talk to women about how can you make it a project rather than make it personal mm, that's a good thing project rather than personal and I like mm -hmm. that you said talk about it and ask that question because we all know the amount of money that they would give you in a raise is still lower than the amount of money that they would spend on the back end recruiting and training a new personnel because TND training and development does cost and that new person coming in does not even know the company's culture or system so they're going to spend more money on the back end so what's giving you a, sal a salary increase or treatment over here versus mm -hmm. paying X amount of money over here, trying to get a new personnel up to speed. Absolutely true. And a lot of people don't think about that, but yeah, it costs to have somebody else. So they would much rather, as long as you're doing a good job, keep you there. Amazing. And I know you speak on four words 
to help people and get mm-hmm. that higher salary. And I want to just not just um, address it for women, because yes, we're going out to help these women, but also men too, because there are some men out there who mm-hmm. may be struggling to really command their worth as well. So I want to mm-hmm. make this an open question, but let's really hit the women first, because, okay. you know, we need to make sure that we secure our bags too. Well, we do. And honestly, the, this stuff is good for everybody. But the reason I focus for women as I tend to work more with women and research shows over and over again that women aren't doing it. So the, the four magic words, you're, you know, you're going through, you're interviewing. And so they offer you X amount of dollars. And so what do you want to do? You want to immediately say yes. So I'm going to say don't. So instead, thank them first. Thank them very much. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited about it. And then reinforce why you're the right person. I know I'm going to bring, you know, great something to the team. And then pause and say these four words, is there any flexibility? And then stop talking. And this is the key, stop talking. Because what do we do? We tend to say, is there any flexibility? But if not, it's okay, because I'm going to take the job anyway. And you don't want to do that. So you don't, so just focus on stopping talking and then see what the person says. And it's fascinating. So I had somebody in one of my classes and I was coaching her and she said, I don't think that's going to work for this job because it's a government job. And I said, try it anyway. And she, when I talked to her the next time, she was really mad because she did it. But why she was mad was the fact that she asked, is there any flexibility? And the person said, oh, of course there is. And she went on and she negotiated a 15% increase. But the reason she was mad is she's like, why didn't she just tell me up front that there was flexibility? Why did I have to ask? And I said, it's not their job. The interviewer's job is to tell you what the salary is, and then it's up to you to start to negotiate. Now, most of the time, they are happy to negotiate. Now, sometimes they will, you know, they will say there is, you know, there is no more money, or what you, what they will say is, well, I'm not sure. And then you can just say, well, could you check and get back to me? Now, I have to, I want to add one more thing that I don't normally talk about, but especially when you think about the fact that lots of people are resigning, they're trying to get new jobs. There's always a question when you're interviewing for a job. The, the uh, interviewer at some point will say, what salary range do you want? Don't answer. Instead, ask this question. What's the salary range for this position? And most of the time, they will tell you. Now, sometimes they won't, but go ahead and give it a shot anyway. And then all you have to do is say, that salary range is within my range. And that's it. So you don't have to show up. Now, you should always be prepared to have, have a really big salary range to tell them, but ask them first. Wow, that's really good because I've had I've had um, someone ask me that recently. So what is your, what is your what is your salary? Um, and then I did I did ask the same thing that you said. Well, what is the salary range for this position? Because in the past, before when I was interviewing, I put my own foot in my mouth. So I've learned by mm-hmm. trial and error and process, because you may give one salary, but that salary is lower than what they're willing to pay. And then if you take that job, it may take you a lot longer to work up to the salary that you ideally want. Yes. Well, even beyond that, let's say you'd say a really low salary, they're going to wonder and they're going to say, huh, maybe this person is not at the right level because she's too cheap. So even if they do hire you, they're going to sort of question that. Yeah. So there are a lot of reasons if you can to go ahead. And, now I've had people say, no, tell me what you're looking for. So you should always be prepared, but give it a shot. Amazing. So that was all within um, number one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So let's drive into number two, because this is some juicy information. 
Mm -hmm. So how can you get a raise at work? Yes, absolutely. So the, the thing is that a lot of people don't realize, well, a lot of people think about their boss as the person that's stopping them from getting a raise. And so I have seven rules in, in my book. And one of the rules is work with your boss. And so one of the best things you can do is really talk to your boss and work with them. And first of all, clearly ask. So I had mentioned before that somebody said this wasn't, wasn't going to work for them. What happened was she talked to her boss and she said, well, it would be nice to make some more money. And he laughed and said, yes, it would. And so I had to tell her, you didn't ask, you just hinted. And so he thought it was a joke. So you have to go on and say, I want to talk to you about getting raised. I want to talk to you about a salary increase and then work with your boss. Because again, the key here is probably your boss really wants to pay you as much money as possible, but they can't because HR stops them, their boss stops them, there's a budget. So what can you do to help your boss have the right information so they can go to their boss and to human resources and say, she really needs a raise because she's been doing this, this, and this. And one really good way to do that is a lot of people meet with their boss every week or every two weeks and you know you chat about things is to have a every week send an update or at least every two weeks and talk about the things that you did. But more than that, talk about the value. And then your boss has all of these and then your boss can use this and you can use this when it's time to get a raise. And so the value might be, for example, I could say that I scheduled a, a conference six months from now, or I could say I scheduled a conference six from now, months from now earlier than we normally do because this could mean a $50,000 savings in plane tickets because we can book earlier. So now the boss says, oh, look, Laura saved us $50,000. So be really clear about either the money you save or the money you make for the company and that can help your boss. Yeah, that's very good because I'm over here just jotting down these notes so I could put it in the show notes for the audience. So cost savings, if you're saving the company money or if you're also um, producing more for the mm -hmm. for the company, because yeah. then that's showing the company different KPI. So those key performance indicators, and it also shows how you as an employee are adding value. So it's a win-win. It's a win for you, but it's also a win for the company because mm -hmm. they want to make sure that they have profit, but then you be in a a personnel with the company, you want to make sure we have the people plus the profit in order to have that longevity and sustainability. Exactly. But it's interesting because that goes back to, so why doesn't this happen a lot of times for women? Because sometimes women see this as boasting. Well, my boss knows what I'm doing. Well, I don't have to you know, put it down. No, I always say state the obvious because again, your boss might have 10 other people that they're responsible for, or six months from now, they're going to forget. So have it written down state the obvious and make sure it's really clear. It's not boasting because and I, I actually was coaching a, a guy about, about this. He said, you know what my boss did with my, my weekly update? He actually shared it with his senior leader. So it really helped him. So I said, see, it's not boasting. It's helping your boss. Yes, absolutely. And so the cost savings and how you can improve the bottom line and just kind of celebrating your wins because that's what it is. It's a win. It's a win. And I think we have to get out of that paradigm shift because sometimes we don't always want to talk about ourselves and what we do because people may say, okay, am I being boastful? Am I being full of myself or et cetera? Mm -hmm. When in actuality, if the shoe was on the other foot, 
the men are getting high fives, they're getting pats on the back. But then the minute that we as a woman try to um, say that we have these little thoughts in our head and this inner chatter that talks us out of speaking up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we just have, we have, it's okay to listen to the, to the chatter and then realize, thank you, brain. I don't need that right now. And then do what you want to do. Amazing. So I just want to um, have like a quick recap because I think I missed the, the four words early, early on. Oh. So I was taking them really fast. So you said, um, so the, is there any flexibility? That's it. Is okay. there any flexibility? Those are the four words. Okay, perfect. I got that. And then stop talking <laughs> stop it yes and really and it is it is so hard and I remember I was coaching somebody else and it was so funny because she wanted she wanted a raise and a promotion she didn't get one the previous year and she really had to practice and she said Laura it was really uncomfortable and I just sat there and I just counted and I watched the manager and the manager was like oh and then finally the manager said oh well okay well we'll see what we can do and she did get the the raise and the promotion, but she said, it would have been so easy for me to go. I know, I know it's okay. Don't worry about it. So she really had to work hard. So another question here, Laura, this is like a wild card question. And from a human resources perspective, let me know if you've seen this has worked or is this really calling a bluff and putting um, management like on the fence. So I've seen where some people have said, look at what the competitors are paying for your role and Mm -hmm. then compare that to what you're getting paid with your current company and Mm -hmm. then use that as leverage whenever you're trying to get a salary treatment. But then I feel like, okay, that could be, you know, seen as favorable or it could be Mm -hmm. seen as unfavorable because some managers may, may get the inclination that you're already ready to walk out the door. Yeah. So from your experience with all the years that you have, what do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a great question. It's so interesting because again, when I asked for my first salary increase, I actually, you know, did a search and I I showed my boss for comparable jobs, my, you know, job should be good. And he said, I don't care about that. We do our own internal comparison and internally you're fine. And so he just, he, again, he shut me down with that. However, my feeling is that you should compare because before you even do this, you should compare not just, you know, in your industry, but also in your state, in your area, because obviously that can change. So you should know, even if you don't start off with that. But the other thing, one of my rules is it's business, it's not personal. And so I always think, imagine, again, goes back to the project idea. Imagine you had to convince your boss to make, to to put more money in a budget for a project you were doing, you would get all the background information, right? So this is background information. Now, you want to have a good conversation with your boss and you want it to come across positive when you ask for a raise. Hey, I just want to let you know, I've looked at other, you know, salary surveys. So you have to be careful. I've looked at other salary surveys and I've noticed that for a comparable job, other salary surveys are showing this and then stop talking. You have to be careful that you don't ever give the impression, look, I've been looking or or um, headhunters have been calling me and have been offering me jobs because that could backfire. But I think it's really okay to say I've done my homework. I've done my work. This stuff is all available on the Internet. I mean, you know, you can Google it easily. And it's okay to say that and bring it up and say, can you help me to understand why this job in our company is not meeting that? And so there could be some discussion. Should 
I talk to human resources, help me to understand what's going on. Maybe that will bring an idea that, you know, that your, your job title is wrong. Maybe you need a different job title. Maybe you need a promotion. So think about how to have a positive discussion about that rather than it sounding like that you're trying to force your boss into something. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that wisdom there. And Laura, I want to throw you audible because I want to be respectful of your time. And you gave so much knowledge and insight so far. So based on the conversation that we've had thus far, is there anything else you want to add to the conversation that is going to add value to the audience before we jump into the CTA? I really, the, the big thing is don't be afraid to ask. Oh, one other thing. The question I get is, when should you start doing this? And the answer is now. So if you're sitting down with your boss and it's raised time, it's too late to negotiate because that's already been decided. You should start talking to your boss three or four months in advance and start saying, what do I need to do to get the best raise possible? Whether the answer is positive or negative, you need to start working on it. So by the time you sit down with your boss, you've had a number of conversations and you feel confident that you're going to get the best raise possible. So I have a clarification question there, Laura. So yeah. you said start talking to your boss now and do it three to four months before. But mm -hmm. what about if that employee does not know the salary treatments and they don't know what the trend is for that, mm -hmm. for that salary time? That, that's a great question. Then you need to find out. So if you really don't know, I mean, either talk to somebody in human resources or say to your boss, you know, can you help me understand what the, what the, the calendar is for the salaries or for you know promotions or things like that. So typically there is something out there. Now for smaller companies, there may not be, but it's reasonable to ask, hey, I've been here for nine months. I'm just curious what the schedule is for things like that. And then just stop talking or again, talk to somebody in human resources. Okay, perfect. And thank you for clarifying that, Laura, and adding that value during the Audible. So now I want to jump into the CTA. I know mm -hmm. you have two books which are directly behind you. So what is your call to action for the audience once they hear this segment? Absolutely. So I've got a book, Increase Your Income, Seven Rules for Women. Oops, that's on this side. And that's the, the nonfiction. So if you like facts and information and it goes through the seven steps, that's great. The other one is more of a, a fiction book where my co-author and I took it and we decided to let's make a story out of it. In order to get more information, go to the website, careertipsforwomen.com. Now, if you go there, I do have a couple of special things for you. If you go to courses and books, I've got a free course there on how to get a raise at work. It goes through the seven steps. There's also a free course on how to be happier at work, which I think is really fun. And if you wanna take one of the online classes, for your listeners, use the coupon code SPECIAL, and they will get a special 20% discount. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that value and for the freebies there, Laura. And then one, one question I want to ask. So within your courses, do you have a course for women that want to make a transition to another industry, but apply their transferable skills, but still can get what, they, what they're worth? You know, I don't. That's a really good one. I, I have a class on things like how to be more confident, how to get a raise, how to get a better starting salary at a new job, but nothing like that. So I'm going to think about that for the future. Thanks for suggesting it. My pleasure. And if you need some help, we could definitely talk about it offline. Oh, love that. Okay. <laughs> so last, um, last plug here. I want you to plug any social media platforms that you hang out primarily on. And I'm sure they're also backlink on your website as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And so typically I am on LinkedIn a lot. 
so yeah, so you can you can go on there and I I actually I you know post my blog and things like that on LinkedIn. So yep, go ahead and find me on LinkedIn. Or if you just want to connect with me, it's Laura.brown, B-R-O-W-N-E at careertipsforwomen.com if you have any questions. Amazing. So Laura, I want to thank you so much for just coming into the community and sharing your valuable insight today. Audience, make sure you like comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus audio platforms. You could also find the video to this recording by going to our YouTube channel, which is GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, my big ask, A-S-K, is for brand sponsors. It does take resources to continue the mission and the movement, which is to curate content that is educational, inspirational, as well as motivational. But I also like to weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us engaging in various conversations to make this world a better place. And we all have a piece of the puzzle to put together. So until the next guest, next segment, you can find all the metrics by going to www.listennotes.com to see that we're currently ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts. That's the KPIs. And if this resonates with you, head on over to genesisamariskemp.net or send me a personalized email to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com to see how you can contribute monetary-wise and push the needle forward with this show. Until then, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Signing out, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp and Laura Brown. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.